Segabits presents Sega Talk, a podcast talking all things with your hosts, George and Barry. Look, it's a giant talking egg. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the master here. Hello and welcome to Sega Talk. I'm your host, George, and with me is Barry. Hello. Today we have a very, very special game we're talking about, a very festive game, Fighters Mega Mix that came out in 1996 in Japan. But before we start talking about the game, Barry wants to talk about Patreon. So have you guys, no, um, so Patreon is uh, what keeps us going here at Sega Bits. We don't make money on the site. We don't make money on YouTube because the internet hates us. Uh, But Patreon, they don't hate us yet. And so, uh, thankfully, we have folks supporting us. Right now, we have uh, 20 people, but we want to keep building it, growing it. So we've got uh, Sega Talk going. We have the occasional Swing and Report show. We have Sega News Bits for news when it hits. And we have a pre-show that you can only get if you're supporting us on Patreon. And this episode is actually selected by our community. A lot of people were asking for it, but uh, Danny Russell is the guy who gets his pick because he's supporting at the level that allows him to tell us what to do. And so, uh, yeah, thank you, Danny. And I'm looking forward to talking about Fi- Fidgeter's Megamics. Mega I've never heard about this game, so let's get right into it, right? When was <laughs> yeah. the first time you heard about Fighter's Megamix? And what were your thoughts back then? Unfiltered, obviously. Unfiltered. All right, so I heard about Fighter's Megamix... Um, actually pretty early on, I just remember hearing that there was like a crossover Sega fighting game out there. And when I got my Sega Saturn, which must have been 98 or 99, like early 99, um, one of the first games I picked up was Mega Mix because I went to a, a shop that was selling the system and they had disc only games for like a buck 99 each. So I got the disc of Mega Mix and just about every AM2 fighter, um, a few racing games. And this was the one I liked the most of all the fighters just because it had everything, or at least in my mind it did. And so I was able to, instead of you know playing Fighting Vipers or playing Virtua Fighter, I was able to get everything in one game, which I really enjoyed. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to it than that, but at the time, that's, that was kind of my take of it. Yeah, and I kind of had the same feeling. I got it secondhand used for a really good price. I can't remember now, but I do remember back then um, it was really easy to get uh, Sega AM2 games or Sega first party games at a very good price for the Sega Saturn, uh, especially like Sega Rally, Daytona USA. Uh, Fighters Mega Mix was one of those games I think I got for like 10 bucks, and uh, it was one of those games I never heard of. I didn't really look at it. I didn't really look at it in the magazine. I did have Virtual Fighter 2, so it was obviously after the game came out. Um, so I don't know, like, I was kind of mixed opinions because it was kind of a bizarre game. Mm-hmm. But then the more I played it with other people, the more I appreciated the gaming system. And I, then I, then I got into, uh, Fighting Vipers. I'd never heard of Fighting Vipers before this game. So that's the weird part. I got this game because it was a Virtual Fighter, uh, tie-in and I was into Virtual Fighter 2. I thought it was the best looking game I've ever seen on a home console. So... This led to me looking into more fighting games on the Sega Saturn, and uh, this was one that I ended up with, and I'm very happy that I did because, um, I don't know, it's one of my favorite games on the system now because 
It's just so bizarre. <laughs> okay, we'll get into it. So let's talk about the development of the game. Uh, not much is really discussed about Spider's Mega Mix and its development stages. Uh, I think this is because Sega had so many 3D games or fighting games at the time on the Sega Saturn that was basically insane. Mm-hmm. We do know that the game was first announced at Sega Saturn, Sayuriya Ku Happy Yokai <laughs> Conference mm-hmm. on November 8th, 1996. And it's kind of crazy because it came out in December of 96. So two months before it came out, they announced it. Um, Sega said the game would be a festive event. For supporters of the Sega Saturn, uh, and that basically was known when it first started development as Fighting Festival. Uh, what's your opinion on the name being changed from Fighting Festivals <laughs> to Fighters Mega Mix? Um, I think it's a great change. In fact, I'm surprised that this wasn't like a localized name. Like in America, they were like uh, Fighters Mega Mix is a lot better name than what they're releasing over there. Now, Fighters Fighting Festival. Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> that sounds like a, a fight at a party. Yeah, or it sounds like a um, a mode for like Samba de Amigo when they release it, right? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Every time I think of festival, I think of like Samba de Amigo. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, I don't think a fighting festival is just ridiculous. I, I agree with you. Fighting Mega Mix is a lot better. Uh, one of the points of Fighters Mega Mix was to uh, promote the never released port of Virtual Fighter 3. While the game had a whole cast of Fighter uh, Virtual Fighter 2 characters playable, AM2 included new Virtual Fighter 3 moves for most of the characters, uh, which included the dodge button and side throws. According to Sega Saturn Monthly, about 70 to 80% of v- VF3 moves have been included in Fighters Mega Mix. Wow. Uh, did you know that Fighters Mega Mix was being developed for fans? That were waiting for VF three at the time, or was this is this a new revelation to you? I mean, I knew it included elements of it. I did not know it was like a, a, a teaser that people were aware of. Did, so they really knew people who were playing this were like, like yeah, fighting game fans were getting a taste of what's to come, like a, a sample. Yeah, that's what it seems like. At least in Japan, because it really does show you how more popular Virtual Fighter was in Japan compared to America. I mean, here it was all Tekken when uh, it came to 3D fighters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I didn't know this at all, actually. So, I didn't. I didn't know that they had like the announcer and little things, and then the moves were kind of like that. I didn't know it was that many either. Uh, I'm not one of those guys that studies the moves. I'm more of a have friends over and play your game and have mm. fun type yeah. of guy. So, so I mean, let me get to the. The regional differences, I guess. Um, this is actually kind of a little bit... I mean, right now we're kind of used to in America that they censor sexual things in games. But it's kind of crazy that Fighters Mega Mix was one of those games that Sega censored because of the sexuality. So let's look at a few pictures right here on the screen right now. And uh, Honey, which even got a name changed outside of uh, Japan to Candy... Mm. Uh, they 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 put a lot of clothes on her. What do you think about the differences of these two? Uh, do you think that we should have censored it in America, or are we going a little far here? I think it's going a little far. I don't think the uh, fighters Mega Mix and um, AM2 fighters in general are like targeting kids exactly. I think it's an all ages thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just I. Given how low poly these are, I don't see them as being titillating. Like this isn't Dead or Alive too. 
where you have the the physics. <laughs> um, so it's it's a little silly, but um, at least you know we get to see what is it, Honey in uh, Sonic the Fighters. She's super sexy, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I've heard that line a lot, sadly. <laughs> but um, the it is kind of funny that we they did this back then. But like, do you think there would have been outrage having a uh, you know um, less clothed? Honey, or a uh, a guy with a, a, a draped shirt showing his nipples. Do you think kids would have been outraged back then? Because I mean, this is the time we had Dead or Alive too. So, is it that big of a deal? I don't know what Sega of America was thinking, in my opinion, on this. I one. mean, we got to look at a lot of decisions Sega of America were making at the time. It didn't. A lot of the things they were doing did not make sense. So <laughs> I can't. I, I can't really think what they were thinking. Like they, on one hand, they didn't think the Saturn should have RPGs. On the other hand, they were like, "Well, we shouldn't put sexy women in the game." So, like, what are you left with? You know, Burning Rangers. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, so, outside of this, there's a couple of other regional differences. I think the PAL version was the hardest one, hmm. and. Uh, so that's what I read. I never read anything about the American version being harder. Uh, obviously, the in cards for uh, a few characters are changed, like Durrell and uh, Honey, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a mini game in the Japanese version that's like a card game that I've never played, but apparently it's like the one in Knights. Oh. Uh, if you remember that one? Yeah, of course. And uh, so, w- did you know about the regional differences, and does it bother you that the American version is technically the worst version of this game? <laughs> it doesn't really... I mean, in hindsight, yeah, that's pretty annoying. I did pick up the Japanese version of the game not too long ago, so I'm not bothered by it now, but I'll have to pick that up. I'll have to play that more. I, I think I kind of do remember the card game now that you think of... now that you mention it. Um, I'll have to check that out, but that's... I mean, isn't that kind of what they did a lot back then is removing things? Like, Pepsi Man wasn't in um, Fighting Vipers in America. He should he should have been, though. I know. It would have sold the game more and made it more epic. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the big things in any of these crossover Sega fan games is the roster that you get. And it's kind of crazy because when Virtual Fighter 2 came out... They were saying that uh, they had to make compression technology just to get all the moves in the game. So the fact that they basically doubled the characters because they just... This game includes every Virtual Fighter 2 character that basically... It's Akira, Pai, Lao, Wolf, Jeffrey, Kage, Sarah, Shun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just all of them. And then there's all the fighting vipers from the first one, which... Uh, uh, Panda Chan, BM, <laughs> Mauler, Picky. Honey, which is candy outside of Japan. Jane, Sandman, Tokio, is that how you say his name? Raxel. T- Tokido. Uh, bon and Grace, which is kind of, uh, well, I mean, so before we get into the unlockable characters, which I think this game became popular for outside, because, I mean, you always see those gifts, right, of yeah. some of the secret characters. Without the unlockable characters being included, this looks like Virtual Fighter versus Fighting Vipers. Do you think the marketing for these two franchi- franchises clashing would have been a better way to promote the game? Or do you think Fighters Mega Mix already did the job? I, I think it would have been smarter probably to put both titles in there and just call it Virtual Fighter versus Fighting Vipers. 
Um, but then again, you have Fighting and Fighter, which is kind of a weird title right there. You're repeating the same word, essentially. Yeah. Um, I do think the cover art was weak. Like, um, I'm I'm looking at the cover of the Japanese version, and which is the same as the American one. And you're looking mm-hmm. at the back of uh, Bond. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. It, you can't tell who that is. Like, let's be, let's be honest, Fighting Vipers was not that popular over here. So when you take a character who's already not that popular and then show his back, I don't think that really does much um, to, to sell Fighting Vipers is actually in the game. Um, At least not even to the level of Virtual Fighter. So you're basically already kind of uh, demoting Fighting Viper characters. Yeah. At least the lead character of the game. I think Capcom does it best with their versus fighting games when they do the, you know, like uh, Marvel 2. They always have the two sides and they're looking at each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like a stare down, you know, with the Hulk and the Marvel games. Yeah, yeah. They did better in the promotional art department. And... uh, so fighting fight uh, fighters mega mix, I could see why they chose the the name because this is the time when SNK was doing the same thing. They were doing uh, King of Fighters ninety um, six, I think was the first one. Could it be wrong? They might, but uh, so they were both doing it at the same time. So I could see them saying, "Well, they did King of Fighters. We could do Fighters Mega Mix." And right. Mega Mix does sound more like yeah, you're 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 mixing franchises together with Mega Mix. So. Yeah. Yes or no? I don't know. I they, I could have gone either way. I didn't even know it was a crossover until obviously I found out about Fighting Vipers. Right. So I'm with you about them not being that popular in America. Um, and oh. you know it's worth noting too. I'm looking in the Japanese manual. They talk about the history of Virtua Fighter and Fighting Vipers and like list all the games in release order. You look at it mm. here. So it's 93 December Virtua Fighter to arcades. 94 November Virtua Fighter two to arcades. November, Virtua Fighter to the Saturn. 95, October, Fighting Vipers to arcades. December, Virtua Fighter 2. Are you seeing a trend here? April, Virtua Fighter Kids. Yeah. July, Virtua Fighter Kids. August, Fighting Vipers. September, Virtua Fighter 3 arcade. So it's like, it's almost like, you know, nothing against Fighting Vipers, but it's like they didn't really earn their slot to be on an equal footing. They have one game versus uh, five here. I yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, but it's weird. you can't, yeah, it is weird and you can't really promote. I mean, I, I agree with you that they're not on the same level of popularity as virtual fighter. I feel like this whole crossover was just AM2 going, look, virtual fighter fans. We also do other things. Check this out. <laughs> um, yeah. so let's get into the secret characters. This Ooh. is where I think it gets a little juicy, especially for fans of this game. This is when it, it really gets weird. So, um, while playing Virtual Fighter and Fighting Vipers against each other is cool, the game was really known for its wacky characters that included Jan and Marshall from Virtual Cop 2, Kid Akira and Kid Sarah from Virtual Fighter Kids, New Candy, which is like a basically a schoolgirl outfit, that is, if I remember that correctly, Bean and Bark from Sonic Fighters, Rent-A-Hero from Rent-A-Hero on the Mega Drive, uh, Ura Ban, which is a super-powered version of the lead character of, of Fighting Vipers that was on the cover and was obscured, like you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was the one I liked the most because, you know, we have history with talking about this character. But Sibba, the Arabian character cut from Virtual Fighter, got in this game. So he's playable in this game as a character. Cool. Hornet from Daytona USA. 
Deku, a brand new character that was basically a Mexican bean with a giant sombrero. <laughs> um, um, I have a lot of history with that one. Um, AM2 Palm Tree, uh, which is obviously AM2's logo. And Mr. Meat. These were all the... Uh, so, which of these secret characters do you think is the most bizarre and which one is your favorite? I think everyone can agree that the Daytona car is the most bizarre. Yeah, um, yeah. But my favorite, I'd probably say Rent-A-Hero. At the time, I didn't know who he was, but I loved his look. Um, and I liked fighting with him. But it was so... It was Some of these characters, though, are so difficult to play as because they're not animated. Like, the statue's just <laughs> going like this. And yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. You're just like... It's the equivalent of a little kid taking two action figures and just smashing them together. And it's like, oh, are they fighting? And they're like, yeah, they're fighting. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a pretty crazy time in Sega AM2's life. Like, you just mentioned all these games they were doing back-to-back. So it's like, this is the time where, like, everybody in Japan was just buying every 3D fighter that they could pump out. Yeah. So Sega was just like, how many can we pump out? Like, this is just AM2. There was also Last Bronx, you know. And now Sega does no fighting games. So it's kind of a weird dynamic. But outside of these games, my favorite would be... The AM2 Palm Tree, and I know this is kind of weird. He's not a great character, but I just love the fact that they emphasize their logo because mm. when you play so many games, and before this, I wasn't that into like tracking companies, but I did start noticing patterns where like Sonic Team logo comes out in every single Sonic game, right? Or their side games like uh, Knights. And then I started noticing that Sega AM2 was doing all these racing games and they always saw their logo. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they like finally got their own game where they could celebrate their history, um, that was pretty cool. And I thought that it was cool that they included their Palm Tree logo since it was kind of like scorched in my mind. Especially if you're a Sega Saturn fan because a lot of the best Sega Saturn games were literally by Sega AM2. Right. So... You should very get used to that palm tree. So I, I'm happy they got this because they were the ones that really sold the Sega Saturn and made it sell 10 million units. Because without them, it wouldn't have sold half of that, probably. And I mean, this game is essentially AM2 All-Stars, you know? That's what it mm-hmm. is. And at the time, I didn't really know that all of these characters were from AM2 games. Looking back, though, like Rent-A-Hero seems the most random, but then you're like, oh, well, that's an AM2 game they could have put sword of vermilion in this but they didn't that would have been interesting um so according to sega and to the reason they chose bark and bean from sonic the fighters instead of sonic or more popular friend characters is because am2 created these characters while the others were made by sonic team do you think this was a mistake not including sonic for promotional reasons yeah, I mean, if there was some sort of internal thing where they were just like, hey guys, don't use Sonic, you didn't create him, that was, that's one thing. But if they were just doing it because, like, oh, we made these characters, we're proud of them, well, we'll include them and Sonic and Tails. Or better yet, port Sonic the Fighters to Saturn. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that didn't happen. And I, I think that it was a mistake because I, I, I love Bark and I understand they're trying to go with their creations and... I thought, you know, I'm, I, we had this conversation before, right? There's a lot of people online that are like, why don't they bring Bean and Bark back? Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot more characters that they can bring back. Uh, but I do think Bean and Bark really do fit the Sonic universe perfectly. So I'm not taking away from fans that like these two characters. But 
I do think like having Knuckles or Sonic, even if they just had the same gameplay as these two, or uh, would have worked a lot uh, better as alternative characters. I mean, might just add them. Why not at this point? You you added almost everything you could add, but uh, I could see them just wanting to keep it aimed too. So I guess I give them props for that because they probably sold less because of this. Because yeah. I mean, at this point, people on the Sega Saturn were hungry for uh, Sonic. Um. <laughs> Okay, so is there any pre-1996 Sega AM2 game that you wish developers would have put as a secret character? Uh, what is the franchise and why? Hmm. I feel like they covered so many of them. Um, what are some AM2 games? Here, let's let me check. <laughs> I want to see All what right, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Okay, you tell put... me mine. Yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me yours. The... The Buttman from uh, Space Harrier, the guy, you know, the hero. Yeah. He would have been pretty cool. I'm surprised that he didn't do it. Like, Ren the Hero kind of looks like him. You know, he has the armor. They could have just modified the model, maybe. Because they're both blonde. They both wear these glasses. So, I'm surprised they didn't just modify the model and uh, make it into the Space Harrier. I don't know. What's his name? Does he even have a name? I think that's Harrier. Isn't that his name? Harrier. Harry. Okay. <laughs> Harry and the Harriers. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's mine. Space Harrier would have been cool. Having a level with all the cool visuals in 3D would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been awesome. I think I would have picked the guy from Power Drift. You know, the one with the mohawk and he's got like the mm. funny lip. And he's like, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him? Yeah, because... Or Arabian but... Fight, which is a one people don't really know about. That would be cool. They should have added maybe even Burning Rivals at that point. I mean, there is like some games that they don't even mention. Um, I am surprised they didn't put Space Area considering it was such a big hit. Or even the bike from uh, after... Uh, 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 Hang having on. A brain fart. Hang on, yeah. They could have had the, the biker and then he could have hit them with the bike. Yeah, I mean, we already have a guy with a guitar that hits you here, right? That's true. And a skateboarder. That's um, true. Uh, Fighters Mega Mix had a total of 32 characters, uh, making it one of the largest rosters in a fighting game at the time. Uh, so, what was your opinion on the game having 32 characters? And did you notice this at the time that it was such a large cast of characters? I did because I remember, like I said, when I picked up my first batch of Saturn games, it was mostly the fighters. And I remember looking at those screens and I'd see the blocks that were empty and the ones that I had. And it wasn't that many for a lot of those games. So when you go into Mega Mix, it's it's really cool to go through there and unlock them and just see how many there are. And to be honest, I didn't play like the other games all that much because you know pop in Mega Mix and you get everything. So it it just made sense to me to do that. The game mixed rules of Virtual Fighter and Fighting Vipers, bringing armor for Fighting Vi- uh, Fighting Viper characters and. Uh, but it wasn't used on Virtual Fighter characters, so like they kind of stayed with their own balance. Apparently, even the physics were different, hmm. and for each character, depending on the game, obviously Fighting Vipers and uh, Virtual Fighter. Uh, did you notice these gameplay mechanics for each character? And do you think Sega Game Two did a good job uniting two different gameplay mechanics? I, I did notice that. I thought it was strange that not all the characters had armor, and yeah. I think they missed. A trick in not giving the Virtua Fighter characters optional armor. 
like that would be a, actually a really cool way to cross them over. So you'd get like Akira, but he'd have special armor just for this game that you could put him in. I think that would be really cool. It's kind of like um, with the Ninja Turtle toys, how there's like a, a line of them like down the road where it's like Ninja Turtles, but they're cowboys. So this one would be oh. like this would be like Virtua Fighter, but they're fighting vipers, so they all got armor and stuff. I think that would be really cool, and actually, I'd love to see. Um, like fan art and designs of what those characters would look like with armor on them. That would be cool. And that was actually something I was thinking about when I was writing these notes. It was it's funny how like we're thinking about all this stuff, right? They had like some of the characters had extra costumes in here. Some mm-hmm. of them you could unlock different ways. But it, it's funny that now Virtual Fighter actually has a create a character kind of uh, feature where you unlock items yeah. and you put them on your character so you can make them different and then Tekken copied it. And I guess now people think Tekken created it. But um, <laughs> it would have been cool if they ever made a... I mean, it's never going to happen, but uh, Fighters Mega Mix 2 to like add a system like that uh, and then like design your own people because I just want to make... I just want to play as the Mexican bean <laughs> and beat people up online and like or the bears. You know how you know how they move where they don't move their hands. Exactly, yeah. Like a little like a little toys. I mean, nobody wants to get beat by that. <laughs> um, one of the changes of the game. Oh yeah, they excluded ring outs. Many people I I know dislike it in Virtual Fighter. Uh, do you think this was the right move for this game? I think so because I feel like a lot of people relied on that. I know I did. I would just push people to the edge. Um, and so it really lets you focus on the mechanics of the game. I know, you know, like in Shenmue, there wasn't that either. And it forced you to really learn the gameplay, learn how to actually fight <laughs> rather than push. It's not, it's not Smash Brothers. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a little like, um, I don't know, like conflicted about this because in Virtual Fighter 2, I did notice I got way better at getting away from people and doing the sidestepping mm-hmm. because of the ring out. At first, I hated it because I felt like, man, I they didn't earn that win from me, right? They just pushed me out the ring. Now I'm like... But the more I got the system, I appreciated the, like what I learned from it. Uh, I think they do it better in uh, later Virtual Fighter games where they make it harder for you to knock them out the ring so they'll put like a high fence. And now you start thinking about the what character you're playing on what level uh this one just like had like an like the virtual fighter levels that had ring outs just had endless like they looked endless like you could just keep on moving one direction Mm -hmm. so i'm in the middle of this i think they could have done some levels that that kind of did more of the later virtual fighter where like you had to hit them high you had to juggle them high enough to get them over the ledge oh yeah (laughs) and make it a little harder maybe they could have added it but um I also don't hate that they didn't add it because I remember when I played Virtual Fighter for, uh, 2 with my friends, I would just juggle them out. And it was to the point where they didn't really have an answer for it. So th- a game like this would give them more chances to uh, basically come back into the game and, pl- and you know, win a match. Mm-hmm. So I'm mixed, but uh, I don't hate it, like I said. I think, I think if you're more of a button smasher and don't learn any of the moves, then... This is probably better, and this is a party game, so it worked. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Reception and Legacy. This is actually a thing that kind of, um, I don't know, kind of surprised me a lot because um, 
I didn't really know that this franchise was reviewed so highly when it came out because I didn't really read magazines about or reviews on this game. So, Fighters Mega Mix was well received by reviewers, earning an eight out of ten by EGM, nine point twenty five out of ten by Game Informer, and an eight point six out of ten by Gamespot. Uh, Gamespot's at the time now he's Giant Bomb. Jeff Gersman said, "If you don't own a Saturn and have." Bit- have a and even a passing interest in Virtual Fighter, this is probably the game you could justify purchasing the system for. Wow. Um that's high praise coming from this man. Right now, <laughs> Giant Bomb's actually doing they're ranking all the fighting games ever made, so I hope he praises this again <laughs> now. Yeah. Than he did back then. Um so okay, so what do you think about the praise of this game and are you surprised that it received such high scores at the time? I mean, I'm I'm not surprised when you look at the games that preceded it. I think this was really... Virtual Fighter 3 didn't make it out to the Saturn, but this has since become the culmination of all those games. I think people were thinking it was going to be Virtual Fighter 3 and then they'd move on to the Dreamcast. Um, and so maybe there's a little revisionism going on with people who are like, Oh, this is what really culminated, rather than being like, I remember being disappointed that we didn't get Virtual Fighter 3. But um, I am surprised just because I didn't think the name was catchy, and like I said, I didn't think the cover art was... It, like. I don't think that the game does a good job telling you what it is, but maybe that's not the point. Maybe what the game is, it was good enough for people. They didn't need to know about Fighting Vipers. They didn't need to know that it was a uh, like an AM2 All-Stars game. Maybe it was the game was good enough, and yeah, and and you know too. I'm I'm reading. I have a magazine here. Um, I haven't brought it up much during this. I've just been kind of peeking at it. But it's a Sega Saturn magazine from old ye old Britland over Ooh. in the in the Uck. And is that the uh, one with the A M two review uh, interview? Um, well, this one has Sonic 3D Blast on the cover. Mm. and it's the official Saturn magazine from January 97. A friend of mine got it years ago, and he went over to merry old Ingeland. And uh, they they do talk to AM2, Yu Suzuki. They seem really pumped for Virtua Fighter 3, but they're like, in the meantime, we got this awesome game coming. And they talk about it, and they like love it. And then at the end, the guy says, now, he says, to sum it up, all these superlatives for a game which can't be more than 60% complete at the time. You know, he's like saying, this game's unbelievable, and I've only seen 60% of it. Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so um, they seem, you know, seem really happy. So I can understand why those reviews we were talking about earlier were so high. People were just, they were really excited. And I guess yeah. if, if you're a fighting game fan, absolutely. I, I think it's just, do you think it, it's our age, our you and I, why we're not really having these same memories. Like, I know you liked fighting games, and I know I played these too at the time, but I wasn't, like, looking at Virtua Fighter's, like, upcoming games, releases. I wasn't aware of these things. Were you? Not, yeah, well, this is, like, when I started getting into fighting games. So, like, my earliest memories of playing fighting games was probably Street Fighter Two before this, so... Mm-hmm. I this is like the first Virtual Fighter Two was the first like three D fighting game I played. 
Yeah. So to me, I was mind blowing, and then that's why I started getting into AM2, like there are other fighting games, and then started noticing the pattern that wait, this company makes this game, and they made that game that I liked way back then, and that I didn't even know they made, and it's just kind of reminded me that that's when I started getting in a kind of getting obsessed with Sega teams. Yeah. Because I thought that that's kind of what set Sega apart from Nintendo. Like, Nintendo had some teams in the Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 era. Right. Like, rare, because they were separated. But they never had, like, oh, this is the Mario team, and this is uh, the Zelda team, or whatever. Right. They just kind of just said, it's Nintendo, and they put them out there, and it's what it is. But mm-hmm. Sega would celebrate their own developers and give them independent freedom. And I thought that's what made them... at really cool publisher console publisher yeah Um, absolutely even though they didn't do it as much on the sega saturn like they should have because let's be honest it was mostly just sonic team and sega am2 they got the the kind of you know attention right on the dreamcast they really you know diversified and really expanded on that and that's really cool and uh so we talked about the positives Uh, including people saying that uh, it's one of the games you must own. But before we get to the negatives, I just want to know, out of these three uh, magazines I uh, named out, EGM, Game Informer, and I I guess GameSpot is a website, which one of these uh, opinions do you think, I mean, did you read back then? I mean, not back then, but read in your life. Like, did you, are you more of an EGM fan or a Game Informer fan? I think EGM. I'm more of an EGM guy. Um... And I think if they if they had high praise for this, I would have respected that opinion. I didn't read that many gaming mags at the time, though. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say more electronic. I was next gen. Do you remember that one? I don't know if they were around during the Saturn era. I don't know if they were either, but I do remember that them on the shelf. I don't remember picking them up. I was a uh... Kind of a huge nerd for Electronic Gaming Monthly. Uh-huh. Um, but it was later on. It wasn't when this game came out. But So I, I love the magazine. I thought they did pretty cool uh, featurettes on Japanese games, especially a lot of Sega games before they came out. Uh, I remember that's the first time I ever saw the uh, Skies of Arcadia, the Japanese, well, Eternal Arcadia uh, special edition and the Japanese launch was from that magazine, which made me hate Japanese people. I mean, because they get all the cool <laughs> stuff and we get nothing. Wow. But, but uh, wow. talking about the complaints they had, one of the complaints reviewers had for the game was the lower resolution graphics compared to Virtual Fighter 2 mm. on the Sega Saturn, and that the AI was too easy, which uh, was fixed in the PAL release. Uh, what are your thoughts on the negatives of, of this game, basically, what they had to say? Do you, did you notice the bad or worse graphics in Virtual Fighter 2? No, I didn't notice that at all. How bad is it? Like, is it really jarring? Or is it one of those things that only, like, digital foundry nerds would, would see? Uh, no. So what it really is, it's like, um, if you look at the edges, it's very, like, um, jaggy. Like, they look like they're... Uh, and it's because, from what I read, it's uh, made on a different mother... Uh, it's made on a arcade board from i heard like the model b e or something like that i read oh so it's like it's actually made on the uh fighting vipers so it has the graphics of fighting vipers not virtual fighter 2 which i guess used better technology that's right so yeah so uh that's why the graphics were lower lower resolution i guess virtual fighter 2 had better compression thing uh technology they created so a uh and believe it or not 
um, Fighters Mega Mix went on to sell or be one of the best-selling Sega Saturn games with 600,000 units sold in Japan alone. Wow. Uh, I don't know how much it sold in America, and I don't know if it was high. I, we do know that the Sega Saturn was kind of a disaster in America, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but 600,000 units, is that surprising to you that it, it broke half a million? In Japan, no. Um, nah, yeah, not in Japan, no. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me, but that makes me happy. Yeah, that makes me happy because I didn't know how much it sold. I thought, oh, maybe it did 300, 350,000, but hey, that's hey. that's pretty good, dude. Um, okay. When we usually talk about Fighting Vipers, what, I mean, Fighting Vipers, I mean, Fighters Mega Mix. Dude, when I did these notes, I kept on putting Fighting Vipers. It's um, hard not to. Yeah, Fighters Mega Mix. We usually talk about the Sega Saturn port, right? I mean, the Sega Saturn version. Mm-hmm. And usually when we talk about 3D fighting games on the Sega Saturn they're really just arcade ports, but it's interesting that this game was 100% created from the ground up for the Sega Saturn, which is kind of weird because it's actually... They developed it on an arcade board, mm-hmm. por- put it on Saturn, but never released it on an arcade board. Do you think... I mean, in arcades, do you think that it would have been a good idea to promote it in Japan in arcades and then release a console version? Or you think it might have... It actually sold more because people didn't know what to think, like... They already did the promotion, right? They released Fighting Vipers on Arcade. They right. released Virtual Fighter in Arcade. So you want them together only on Sega Saturn, right? Yeah, and I think that's 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 a good point. I know uh, they've done this in the past. Uh, Space Harrier 2 was exclusive to the uh, Mega Drive. And mm-hmm. so I think this was following that where they're like, well, let's pick a game that has a big following and give it a Saturn exclusive. Um I'm sure that's all the thought that was put into it. I think they probably could have released it to arcades if they wanted to, but they didn't want to cut into sales. And as evidence, like, that worked. They sold a shit ton of copies. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you 100%. And the whole idea that it's a preview to Virtual Fighter 3, I don't know if the game was out in arcades yet. So I think that would even make more arcade gamers go out and buy a Sega Saturn at the time. Because they're like, oh, I want to try the moves out before the game comes out and I have to pump quarters and they steal all my money. <laughs> um, what, uh, so, yeah, the game was really proud. It even had the Sega Saturn exclusive everywhere, right? But it wasn't an exclusive. 100% lies by Sega. Because <laughs> the actual version of the game came out on Games.com handheld by <laughs> Tiger Electronics. One of the best handhelds ever made underrated beautiful graphics 3d it has internet um this disgusting this i don't know why i made the notes like this but this disgusting monster only contained 12 characters from virtual fighter which basically ruined the whole concept of the game so it was basically virtual fighter right did you ever play this version yeah so it was only it was only virtual fighter characters in the entire game well i haven't played this game so i don't know i that's according to what I did, the research, it said that. Have you ever tried this game? No. Um, okay. You know, I it's surprising, either. too, because I have a lot of consoles, you know, like I have ones that people hate that I actually really like. So the fact that I don't have it, that means it's real bad. Yeah. Did you ever have a Games.com handheld system? I occasionally thought about getting one, and then I'm like, what am I going to do with it? Like, none of the games are fun. You never, you never even. Oh, you played it before then. I've never played. I played a Gamecom. I played it at uh, 
<coughs> excuse me, at like a Target or something, but I I never actually played this game on it. I'd like to now that you're talking about it. It sounds awful. So I had one growing up. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> the reason I got it was because uh, I saw it right at the store, and then uh, it was it was super cheap. It was, it was like when it already failed, right? It was like it failed pretty quick. Right. So you could get it with like a game for super cheap, but like I just wanted it because it had internet, right? And it was super cheap, and then it said it had Resident Evil Two. So I was like, what is this disaster? I have to try it. And so I convinced my mom to get it for me. So I had it, but I could... And then when I started looking through it, I saw Fighters Mega Mix, and I wanted to get the Sega ones because, you know, mm-hmm. being a little Sega fanboy than I am, yeah. I had to try to get that. But I could never find the games at store. It was like right after that, they just cleared all the shelves and everything. And I never oh. really went back or cared about it so much because it's pretty terrible. I do not suggest anybody buy the system so yeah and there's (laughs) one port of this game that i guess you could play and that was on psn xbox live arcade and it was like an am2 collection they did a while back so outside of that you can't really get this game outside of the sega saturn and uh what are your opinions on i guess the idea that they're haven't re-released this game this generation yet and you think there's a room for maybe like a Sega AM2 3D game collection? Yeah, I was going to say Sega Ages should include it. But to be honest, I think these games in general deserve more. Nothing against the Switch. But I, I would love to see an AM2 Classics collection that has Virtua Fighter, the first three Virtua Fighters, Fighting Vipers, and Mega Mix. I think that would be really cool. And you know, it's kind of crazy if you really think about how popular these games were that they don't get re-releases it's to me it just feels like it's a no-brainer at this point right i do understand that sega ages they like to go back and um the team is small they like to do 2d games right but i I think at this point if we're going to be doing stuff like uh, virtual on uh trilogies that we could i mean they have time to do something like i don't know Fighting Viper 1, 2, 3, and this with, you know, maybe 1 and 2 Virtual Fight. I mean, Virtual Fighter 1 and 2 in a package, right? Even right right now, Capcom is re-releasing arcade games that nobody's ever heard of in a bundle together. So, these games sold a lot. I don't think there should be that much of an excuse for that. But uh, I would definitely buy it. Um, If Sega AM2 did... I mean, if um, M2, the guys that do Sega Ages and they add extra features... If they went back and did this game, what extra features would you want added into it? Mm, I'd like to see Sonic included from uh, like ex- more characters, maybe. Um, I'd also like to see. I don't know if it's technically possible, but like improve the graphics so that they're more in line with uh, Virtual Fighter Two. That would be cool. Yeah, and maybe a <laughs> I don't know, like a cinematic or something. Like I don't know, something funny. Because I know M2, you know, they'll do like goofy little scenes with existing sprites. And I think there's so much to play with here. I'd like to see them do something like a secret ending or something to the game. And uh, so while this game is has the, you know, celebrating the history of Sega AM2, which at this point they were on hot fire <laughs> because they were so popular. Right. Um, are, you, are you surprised it didn't come with like, I don't know, a supplemental feature where they, they had the team talk about 
more of the game. That's one of the things I always hate when they do these little fan games. You would think that they would know, like, we're selling these to fans. Right. So why not just, like, allow the developers to do little talking points? I do understand that um, there's disk space issues, but, like, Sega's done promotional items where they literally give you a CD of music for free with a game, like right. uh, Comic Zone. And that yeah. isn't free either. So I thought that would have been a pretty cool thing. Um, and I would love to see even Sega AM2 talk about this game more because from all the interviews I've read, and I read a few in magazines at the time, mm-hmm. Sega AM2 at this point really didn't like talking about uh, what they cut in games. They would just give PR answers like, no, we put everything we wanted in this game. Sure. Which, not true. If you've worked anywhere and on anything, you know that nobody ever gets their way when you're doing a team project. <laughs> so that's not true. But yeah, I would yeah. love to see that. Anything else you want to say before we close up the episode? No, it's just I, I've really loved talking about Fighters Mega Mix. It makes me want to go back and play it some more. And it it definitely is a very important game. It's I think it's the quintessential Saturn fighting game because like you said it's exclusive to the console so you're only going to be playing it there it's kind of we're kind of getting into an era now where it's rare to have exclusive games still on consoles we have Panzer Dragoon 1 and 2 coming out Shenmue 1 and 2 are now no longer exclusive to the Dreamcast so it's you know I'd love to see this re-released but I'm also enjoying this uh, long time that it is still a Saturn exclusive. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys the next episode. If you guys want to give us feedback, give it to us in the comments or you can email us at sega bits at gmail.com. Goodbye. Bye.